Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. Joseph, what the hell did we just watch? A lot of uh, robot chicken, but done by Marvel uh, in a slatheringly sitcom-y kind of approach to life, the universe, and everything, helmed by Patton Oswalt. Is this something he's not in? I'm just curious, because I was, was looking at the Sandman cast, uh, and he's in that too. He's voicing the Raven, right? Yeah, he's voicing the Raven in um, in the Sandman. So I'm pretty much, I'm a believer that there's absolutely no franchise he is not in. This isn't even the first Marvel thing he's been in because he was in Agents of Shield. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And, I'm, and I'm, I, I, is, has he appeared uh, in any official capacity in the official MCU? Uh, I don't think so. So he's just hanging around the peripheral, waiting for a bigger role. I think he really wants to play Modok in the MCU. <laughs> I mean, he definitely just nailed that. He's Depending on if they actually do an MCU version of Modok, I mean, I don't know. I kind of hear the voice now, and it's kind of it's it's there. Um, but yeah, that what we I, we watched that Modok is the thing. I can't believe that someone made that, but okay, we, it, it's there. It's in the it's in the ether now. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting to me because originally it was conceived as a lineup. Like there was going to be a few other similarly adult animated shows based on like really weird Marvel characters. And they were all going to team up uh, for a thing called the offenders. But then when Marvel television was folded into Marvel studios, they canceled all of the individual series except for this one. Hmm. And also hit monkey, which is a series about a monkey who is a hitman. And that's a Marvel property. Yeah, that's a Marvel property. And it's still going to be made into a show on Hulu. All right, Hulu. You you see what you see what you got. Let's see what you got with the Hit Monkey. Um, yeah, but Modok was 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 cute. Um, I, I got a, my favorite character is Monica. I kind of felt for her the entire time. You know what? That actually doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I kind of had a thing for Monica. It's like I, I I got her frustrations, and I was very happy that there was some resolution as at the end. And also, she was more competent than Modok. She was more competent than anybody, even though she was slightly you know like rage mindedly obsessed with constantly looking over her shoulder about modok also weird fascination with manatees yes weird fascination with manatees and, and, and other strange <clears throat> genetically engineered animals um she was voiced by um that girl from dexter who i think is also in lucifer oh interesting yeah i, I like didn't her even know that. i like her i dug her I like that she cloned a male version of herself to inseminate her yeah and then kept him on the on the wall forever it sounds like a Monica thing. Yeah, I, okay. So yeah, I have a type. Yeah, that is definitely your type. <laughs> um, I My favorite character was Lou. Oh, Lou. He's so cute. I love the kids. The, the kids were so cute. And th- th- there was so many uh, Rick and Morty parallels by the by the way the family. But it's like, obviously, Modoc is no Rick. But like this the structure of the family and the fact that it's like, kind of about this weird relationship between these two people who have kids and are trying to juggle the divorce. It reminded me of, I think it was Rick and Morty season two or three. Now it all bleeds together. But um, the kids were great. Lou was fun, especially when he got duplicated. And then there's two of them. I'm so glad that we kept the second one. <laughs> yeah. he's. I, I wonder if the, how that's going to go further down the timeline if we're going to keep getting it. If we get a season two. I don't know how 
people were going to react to this. Yeah, no, I I honestly, I don't know how many people even know about this show. Like when I bring it up to people, they're like, what? Okay, well, everyone should stop listening to this and go watch Modoc if you haven't already. Go watch that before you listen to this. Yes, please. Um, I, 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 there wasn't a lot of things I didn't like. It was just, it was a fun, enjoyable romp. And it was great to binge because they're quick. And if you're watching it um, without commercials, it's, it's great. If you're watching it with commercials, then fuck you, Hulu. Um, I don't need 27 commercials in between episodes. But they do it. They do that. Um, there was, I had one issue... As we've gone through, like, again, like, I didn't have too much to say negatively about it. It was just fun. Uh, it was whimsically insan- insane, but it was it was fun. But they really kind of fucked up something, and it really annoyed me. Oh, it just got me so insane. So in episode two, I think it was episode two, that, that there's a whole plot about them not going to the Third Eye Blind concert, and we have to go back in time in order to you know he wants to go back in time to save his marriage to try to fix it to impress her so they go back in time and they say they missed it four years like by four years and now they're in chumbawamba territory but i know for a fact that chumbawamba and third eye blind were both 1997 bands i remember being in boston and listening to the third eye blind uh first album and i get knocked down like that those are two songs i was listening to a lot of because it was 1997 and that's just what you did um and so they're talking about four years before that. Jumbo Woman didn't exist four years before then. So maybe he was talking about the Blue Album, which came out in 1999. But like that, that, that couldn't have been that because one of the songs they were coming from was literally coming off the Blue Album. So there had to have been talking about 2001, and that was in the Vane album. It just it confused me. If you're going to make Third Eye Blonde a huge part of your narrative, then get the fucking years right. Both bands, Jumbo Woman and Third Eye Blind, were 1997 bands bothered me that is a very specific gripe it's but it's right there like they they use this they use the damn song to make a point and even though they didn't get the credence from the band itself because they used you know like lesser known covers still bothered me like why did it didn't need to be wrong who got this wrong why did they get it wrong i don't it hurts it hurts me uh i'm i'm so sorry you don't have to apologize to me. Apologize to Stephen Jenkins. The thing that I didn't like about that episode was just the time travel mechanic where they disappeared when they changed the The, the whole time travel aspect of the series confused me because it, it like, are they creating alternate timelines? Because that's kind of what I was getting because there was like different versions of him popping up that weren't part of his memory. So they have to be different timelines. So I, I, I didn't feel like I didn't think they disappeared. I think like in the Marvel universe, they just created alternate versions, alternate timelines. And so you just have all these different Modocs running around the multiverse. The time travel at the end of the show with like, you know, the younger Modoc and like the alternate reality stuff, all that kind of checks out. And it's actually consistent with like the end game time travel. Not that it matters because this is not a show that is canon to the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, but in episode two, when the alternate, like, older versions of Jody and Modoc disappear, 
that is like the one inconsistency that I'm like, meh. Then again, this is a robot chicken style parody show. Exactly. And I'm not too concerned about things being like completely literal. I mean, like when it comes to like the sci-fi tropes, they can fuck around all they want because this is the most insane version of sci-fi cartoon physics ever. I mean, we don't really expect things to make sense in Rick and Morty either, yet they they tend to do. But there's still no excuse to fucking up that third eye blind reference. Letting it go. Letting it go. My therapist said to let it go. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. That's the first album, and that's 1997, same year as Chumbawamba. Who was your favorite cameo in the show? Characters, specifically. Okay, um, Jesus Christ. Um, my favorite cameo the whole time was, was John Hamm as Iron Man. I, I found delightful, though um, Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man was fucking hilarious i thought he was gonna be in it more i was kind of disappointed it would ended up just being cameos so i really 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 like them having nathan fillion as wonder man because that's like a really good example of recycled casting because he was supposed to be wonder man in guardians right was he he was supposed to be playing simon williams which is the alter ego of wonder man huh i did not know that i don't know why i didn't know that maybe i forgot it maybe i lacked resonance it wasn't a big role. I think they were just uh, I think it was like a bunch of movie posters like with him as Simon Williams on it. But they ended up cutting those scenes. Hmm. That's too bad. But yeah, it's good. Nathan Fillion, I think, is always looking for some fun, juicy, just random shit to do. And it, you know, when in between things when he's working on another television series. Another small cameo that I really liked. Uh, they had Master Pandemonium in episode three. Uh, like he has a talk show and he has his baby hands. It wasn't Mephisto all along, but it was close enough. <laughs> I also really liked Gary as a side character, and I really liked Modoc's goats. I wanted a whole show just of the goats. I love the fact that we were in a world where uh, I'm not going to say TikTok did it, but like a small internet video of screaming goats inspired an entire like back, you know, character in this show. Because it's just based on that. Like, if you know about the Screaming Goats and you watch this, it just, they were fucking hilarious. I want the goats to have their own show. I'm all about that. That made that entire episode to me with those stupid goats. The Adventures of Billy the Kid and Gautier. <laughs> yeah, I want them. They're so cute. <laughs> they were even like part of his like giant tank thing at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. They, they, the way they used it was great. I, I wish that they had continued being a thing. For, for the remainder of the show, but I guess there's just too much goat screaming that could get by uh, you know, writing staff. Overall, did you did, did this show satisfy you? I don't know if satisfy is the word. I think it entertained me. Would you would you be there for a season two? I'd watch a season two. Not just watch it. Would you would you campaign for it? Do you feel like the world would be a better place with a season two? No. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it would be fine. Like this show it was amusing and I didn't I enjoyed watching it, but meh, if they don't do a season two, I'm not going to be hurt. Uh, it, it it brings up an interesting thing. It's like what shows what what properties can exist made in, from the Marvel Universe, but that are not connected to the MCU anymore. I think we've grown past this ability to kind of separate them as a culture. Now it's like we had that opportunity in those where you could have had a separation between church and state. But now I think people kind of expect it all to be one big thing now. Like all of it. 
even if you're doing a cartoon here or there. Like they don't even do as much animated things as they used to anymore, even though the Marvel animated movies were never that good. Um, but they, they rarely do those, which are separate from the MCU. Like now it's like MCU is the core. That's all we're doing. And everything else is kind of like should be attached to it. This is like the rare, the rare one-off that they're like, okay, we'll let this happen. We'll let this slide. Let this exist, even though it's not part of us. I, I've i kind of been saying this for a while now, but like when it comes to Marvel properties, yeah, if, if it's not connected to the MCU, I am many degrees less interested. And it, that's not to say that like one-offs like this aren't fun, but I prefer things that are actually connected to the MCU because that's a that's a, that's an interesting universe that we've done a lot with that you can do a lot of different things in. I mean, I've said it before. I'm kind of a slut for continuity. Uh, I think that's more interesting. Could you do a show like MODOK? I'm not saying MODOK is connected to it, but could you do a show like MODOK in the MCU and have it work? I don't think so. I mean, Deadpool's, Deadpool property is the closest I can think of one. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think Deadpool really works in the MCU either. Well, they're, they're planning on bringing it in. That's going to be a whole different conversation when that happens. It's like MODOK shows the, the chaotic meta qualities. One of the things that could work out beautifully is if they attach Deadpool to an to a, to a multiverse kind of thing, whereas like Deadpool is is meta because he literally comes from he, he's aware somehow of all the universes, so he can make jokes about things like this because he's he's literally a part of it. Like if you make the the metacognitive aspect of the multiverse part of Marvel canon, then you can have Deadpool esque jokes exist in the mcu yeah that's gonna be really interesting when they when they shoehorn him in there the jury's out in my brain on like how i'm gonna feel about that did it ruin the i mean not to say the x-men movies like could get any you know worse but um did the deadpool ruin those movies did it worked in the x-men movies they were they were divorced enough concepts that it really didn't matter too much but also those movies were very bad generally speaking minus a couple of good ones yeah i mean to me the only i mean x x2 first class and days of futures past are to me are the only oh and logan and logan considered very separate very far removed from the others um are the only good x-men movies that fox produced everything else literally can go to shit chuck it in a bin yeah, just call it fucking day. The first X movie, just mm-mm. like I, I, I could see its placement in history, but it lacks any real oomph. And it does not age very well at all. I did a marathon recently and mm-mm, no. But First Class still works. Um, Days of Future's Past works pretty well. I, I'm a big whore for that. Um, Logan obviously is pretty beautiful and x2 still hands still still holds up but that being said going back to the original point deadpool the deadpool movies were still on that foundation they were built on that so could you have deadpool or a modok kind of like what we have now a show that's equally insane and whimsical exist in the mcu where that provides the foundation but we kind of just go balls to the wall i'm sure it's possible but it's hard for me to conceive of it other than Deadpool, is there any other characters you could see that happening with? Nah, not really. 
And I, I even, I, I mean, I, I know that that's sort of Deadpool's shtick, but like, I have concerns about Deadpool. I don't know. I mean, if it's done by the same people and Ryan's still, you know, the one who's, uh, I trust I, Ryan. I like the first Deadpool, but honestly, I'm kind of mixed on both of them. How are you going to be mixed? So that's what you were talking about. Like, you couldn't be talking about the Deadpool movies. Those are freaking beautiful films. How are you mixed on them? What is your issues with Deadpool? I just don't care for him as a character. You don't care for him as a character? A metacognitive, like, character who's just insane and unkillable? I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying about how things that are not... Things that are Marvel but are not actually connected to the Marvel Universe, I just have an inherent disdain for which includes those two movies um that's why i have like i don't know i have trepidations about him joining the mcu hmm. but then he'd be a part of the mcu so that that you, that yeah but then but then that kind of explicitly ties um dead it, it ties the mcu to those shitty x-men movies that i kind of hate but it, i mean it, we're in a multiverse so technically Technically, everything's canon, and and nothing is canon. Yes, and and within that cause, you were not so concerned when we were talking about Wandavision and the idea that Pietro was like somehow connected to those shitty X Men movies. We were excited, and not you were not worried and concerned. It's like I feel like you're you're laying them down on a in a in a different way and a double standard. Like there legitimately might be a double standard because I just. I just don't care for Deadpool. I don't think he's interesting or funny. Uh, I liked the first one. The second one had parts that I liked, but it kind of felt like more of the same to me. Who are you? Am I blowing your mind that mm -hmm. I that I just don't care for Deadpool? You know, you and I agree for the most part a lot. So I guess this is the first time we're 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 dealing with a an argument. Mom and dad are fighting about this, but yeah, I'm I'm I don't know what I'm more offended by the the third eye blind fuck up that Modoc did or this. Don't be sad. I'll watch I'll watch Deadpool with you. I just don't know how I feel about him joining the MCU. Yeah, well, that's the point. The hope is that, I, and the curious thing is, depending on how the movie goes. I mean, is Deadpool three going to be a Deadpool three, or is there going to be a meta Deadpool three, and it's really just Deadpool one now that it's in the MCU? So yeah, that's. I just I, that I don't know. My brain. I've I've thought about it, and my brain is just like I don't know how this is going to work. I think Ryan can pull it off. I trust Ryan. I don't trust anyone else, but I trust Ryan. I do like Ryan Reynolds. I want Deadpool to show up in Star Wars. Star Wars already has enough problems as it is. Yeah, but not with. I mean, I guess with canon. But Disney just goes about and like rips apart their canon anytime they want to. They don't fucking care. Marvel, they care. We've gone on a on a Deadpool fucking tear. So let's get back to Modok for a second. I wish there was more than just Modok in this. While I loved the sitcomy family esque of the characters, I was really excited when the show was announced to be like the zany uh, version of the other supervillains and uh, other Marvel characters. But there really were so few like represented. Like we got Iron Man for like an episode and a half. Um, we saw an alternate timeline where we got to see the, the the Avengers weapons on a wall. So there were things like that. And those moments were exciting, but I was hoping for more of it. Even Hawkeye killed MODOK. Never forget. I know, right? Hawkeye did it? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was fun. But that, that that's the point. Like the show, I felt, deserved more of the, uh, not the MCU treatment, but just a general like, more Marvel in there. Like, shove some stuff, other things in there. 
Like, I love feel Whoopi like Goldberg's character, love all that, but yeah, there needed to be more superhero elements in there. I feel like if this does well enough, there probably would be more in like a second season. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that's the major thing they get from this. Because it was the one thing that kept it from being like this epic, crazy thing. Like if you're doing like this crazy story in the in, in a, in a, using the Marvel world, then use the Marvel world. And maybe it's just us coming or me coming from the, the world of Invincible, where it's like balls to the wall means balls to the wall. Like you can you can do this now and just use the whole mythology to do it. Um, though I did love the whole, you know, running off and wanting to sleep with Iron Man's boot. That was cute. He was a booted. Ugh. Quick sidebar, though. Which Avenger do you think Monica killed? They had a red cowl. So it was to me, I thought it was either Daredevil or it was maybe Giant Man. I'll go with Daredevil then based on that evidence. Did you know that they actually uh, introduced Modoc's family in the comics recently? Did they really? Is it the same characters? Yes, kind of. Um, it's actually in a book written by Patton Oswald and... And the other writer from this show. And in the book, they're all actually super adaptoids. Uh, but they look like and have the same names as the characters from this show. Wow. Wow. So that's there's your meta, your metacognitive uh, connection to it all. It's pretty great. It's uh, I don't know if you saw, but like at the end of every episode, they kind of advertised uh, a comic book. And it was that comic book. Good on them. I'm really I'm like the, the fact that I mean, I feel like Patton is, was given a lot of a lot of leeway if he was writing the, the comic. Like, that's a nice promotion thing. I wonder if that's going to stick with the comics. Isn't, does that mean that that lore is part of the Marvel comic canon? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. So how does your brain feel about that? As long as it's not in cinematic form, it's it's fine? Yeah, I'm not really big into the comics. Hmm. It's hard to get into, man. Like, I, I it's, there's just not because they're bad it's because there's so much yeah it's overwhelming it's completely overwhelming like i I, i'm doing i as i told you i'm doing the jason aaron binge and that's like 47 trade books um but at least that's a defined number like all right finish those and i'm done right okay i don't have to read anything else that's it it's a nice closed gap but that's that's very rare to have like one writer do a whole bunch of shit and then be able to just say your beginning, middle, end, done. And I was like, oh, well, now you got to read like 27 Avengers comics. You got to read this specific Loki comic. And then you got to read this Thor comic. Then you got to read Avengers Marvel. And then you got to read the uncanny uh, Marvel Avengers. And then you got to read the other uncanny West Coast Avengers. And there's like, just, 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 just too many. There's a million titles for a million different things. So I can't. It is overwhelming. Uh, I had one final thought about MODOK. Okay, go for it. This does not speak incredibly well of my relationship with my girlfriend but modok and jody very slightly remind me of myself and my girlfriend christy do you do you scream your own name during sex too because only once <laughs> j team go Ugh. uh <laughs> i'm just a i'm just a huge narcissist and she is a successful latin woman <laughs> I mean, based on that, okay, okay, sure, let's go with that. I don't think you're a narcissist. I mean, I've got my moments. You have your moments. Any any final thoughts on on Modok? I believe Modok is a a good, cute, okay show. It's entertaining. It'll fill up an afternoon. 
It's perfect for anyone who's getting the vaccine who needs something to binge to keep them lightheaded and like afloat mentally. And then just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. And go listen to Third Eye Blind's full discography in order to make up for that sin. That's never going to let that go. I'm never going to let you go. Never going to turn around back on your troubles. It's a good idea to break a promise to your mother. Do, 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 do. Same song, but okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That is the last thought I had. That it is a good show, but inherently it is forgettable. I think that's where I come down on it. I I enjoyed it. I will definitely watch a season two. But if there isn't a season two, I'm also okay with that. Yeah, I'm sure Patton Oswalt will find other jobs. I'm not concerned about that. While I have you, what are your thoughts on the Eternals trailer? I find the trailer goes so much out of the way to be so beautiful. I think it's distracting from a very specific point that after the trailer is finished, you still don't know what the movie's about. Like at all. The trailer comes at you like, all right, these epic, beautiful people have been here for an eternity, one might say. And they're beautiful. And they go to these beautiful places. And the cinematography is beautiful. But what's the movie about? I legitimately couldn't tell you. No, I I don't think anyone can. I'm I'm excited for the movie because I want to see what this director did. Uh, The cast is amazing. But I feel like everything about the trailer reminds me that the cast, the cinematography, the locations, the visuals are all distractions from no one having a clear idea what this movie's about. It really makes me want to read Neil Gaiman's run on the Eternals. Yeah, and I think that's what the what the movie's based on, so that wouldn't be a bad idea. But that being said, I think I'm setting myself up for disappointment if I do that because when I when I do look into reading the the comic books, it it's just a whole lot of talking heads and a lot of soap opera drama and i'm like is that gonna be good for two hour like i don't want to be sitting here having inhuman vibes and there was a point where i kind of had inhuman vibes i don't want inhuman vibes so i'm excited I, i i like the trailer enough weird choice of music i've had that song stuck in my head for this entire week yeah it's it's just it was an odd choice and definitely rattles around your head once it's in there but yeah i i i don't know anything else beyond that it's hard to formulate an opinion but they don't give you much of anything than pretty things to look at i'm interested in it but i legitimately couldn't tell you anything about these characters but you can't even forget about the characters because there's there's a lot of them you know it's it's more like i i couldn't tell you anything about the plot or the themes involved you look at shang chi and you know what that movie's about you can tell. Just watch the trailer and it gets you a vibe of like what the vibe of the movie is going to be. Every other Marvel trailer has done the same. It just at least gives you a vibe of where, what kind of thing we're going to experience. I don't want specifics, but like it gives you a general mood. This gave me, it's going to look really good. That's the only mood I got. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm sad that Jon Snow didn't get more play in the trailer. He just got one quick shot. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sad that Jon Snow ended up doing the, you know, killing Daenerys and had a horrible ending. You know, we can't be content with everything. I can only imagine that that poor actor is like, I just would like something to work out in the end. Hey, though, Rob Stark was right. The next time that he sees him, he's going to be in black because he's going to be the Black Knight. Ah, uh, there. Um, 
But that is my opinion on the trailer. Beautiful. Beautiful trailer. Doesn't tell me shit. Beautiful, but what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's hard to get excited about about something where you're just like, okay, well, how do I? How am I supposed to feel? A trailer is supposed to make you feel something. That's its only job. This trailer made me self conscious because everyone in this movie is way prettier than me. There are so many pretty faces. There are very, very pretty faces, and you, you know me, I'm all about pretty faces. That's why I hang out with you. Oh, see that? Look what I did there. Very cute. Yeah. Um. So tentatively, we're excited, but we need more information. Yeah. <laughs> we know that they came to Earth a long time ago and helped humanity do some shit. And they're hanging out. And they've been hanging out ever since, doing nothing. Not interfering. And now they're going to interfere for the first time for reasons. Reasons. We don't know what reasons. We don't know what villains. We don't know why. We don't know what's out there. We don't know if it's related to Endgame. We know shit. We just know that Angelina Jolie holds a sword. Do you like how they included that Avengers joke at the very end, just so you know that it's it's part of the same universe? Yeah, and it was it it, it felt weird. It felt forced because it probably was. Like people are going to be confused. Is this an Avengers movie? Well, then as long as you mentioned Iron Man and Steve Rogers, then we should be fine. Okay. Is it time for Loki yet? <laughs> uh almost there yeah we are almost to loki uh next week we're going to do our preview cast for the loki series with a star wars corner with a potential bad batch star wars corner yes not potential we have to leave room for for a little bit of star wars in there you always leave room for star wars you always leave room for star wars all right everybody watch modok and just one bit of housekeeping before we go new episodes of the podcast are going to be dropping on fridays from now until at least when loki finishes so we're moving from tuesdays to fridays all right so make sure to like subscribe and please tell your friends you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite A cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.